0: Hey there, Sweet Pea. Morning, Willie. My
1: name's Alice Roger, not
0: Sweet Pea. Whatever. Did you two hear the scuttlebutt? New City Radio hired a new director for your department. Who is it? Let's see. I think I have his dossier right here. Ah, yes, here it is. His name is Duke. Duke Wellington. Oh.
1: Wow, he sounds distinguished. Can't wait to meet him.
0: Yeah. Thanks for the update, Roger. You're welcome, Privates.
1: I can't wait to see what kind of ideas this Duke has, huh, Willie?
2: <laughs> the year is 1951. The new city radio broadcast struggles against the rise of television. With their careers on the line, the radio team has but one season to save the station. This is Redders at the Edge, Episode Two Reunions, Rewrites, and Rage. You
0: actually ate at the same restaurant as Sinatra.
3: I wish I had your life. Yes, sir. Sometimes it's difficult being famous. I just don't know how I get by. Willie, they're still keeping you around. I guess they're really not writing for the times here. Probably why they called in Duke. I need a cup of coffee. I'll be down the hall, excuse me.
1: So you must be Duke, the new director. I'm Alice, the head writer.
3: Of course you are, cupcake. Grab Duke a donut, will you? Um... I can tell you one thing, folks. Things are going to change around here. I mean, no more writing this smut you call art. Whose idea was this piece? Um, that's... It's mine, Mr. Wellington. Call me Mr. Duke. Don't call him Mr. Duke. Yes, call me Mr. Duke. Why him? I'm i just not going to call you anything. Okay, Sally. So you wrote this piece. It's Alice. It's garbage, Sally. I'm canning it. You're going to have to come up with something better than this amateur work. But, sir, that's everything we've done for the past week
1: and a half. This'll put us way behind.
3: You better get started then, huh?
2: A new script means new sounds,
3: right, Mr. Duke? I suppose so, Mr. Space Martian. Bleep bloop bleep. I really don't think this is a smart move, sir.
1: I like what we have.
3: Well then, Sally, maybe you don't deserve this head writer position. Maybe I should talk to Bev about this. I see plenty of capable men here who I'm sure would like a promotion. What exactly are you saying, Mr. Duke? I think you know exactly what I'm saying, Sally, I don't care for your work. I don't care for you. And I don't think you deserve this job, not one bit. Well... Well? What, sweet cheeks? The fact of the matter is, this is broadcasting. I don't know what rinky-dink rock you crawled out from underneath, but you've stumbled into a man's world. We keep women to file our papers and answer our phones, not speak out of turn on what
0: worthless goddamn scripts! (gasps) Easy, dookie. Can't talk to a lady like that.
3: Oh, great. Here come the nicknames. She's trying her best. Lay off a little, huh? Willie, this is not going to be like the last time we worked together. This time, Duke demands respect and sincere hard work. Last time? You mean in 47?
0: We filled his shoes with baked beans.
3: It was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Enough! And yes, there will be none of that. If anyone's baked beaning, it's going to be Duke. Now Sally, if you're quite done, listen to Duke about how to fix this mess, unless you have any more bright things to say. What mess? Silence! Now you're all going to write me a new script, so Duke, I mean we, can all get famous. Anyone have a quarrel with that?
0: Yeah, I do. Dookie, what makes you think you could just barge in here and turn everything upside down?
3: Because, Willie, right side up doesn't seem to be cutting it. Dookie... Stop calling me that! Or what? Or I'll send you all the way back behind the Iron Curtain. Uh... I... Excuse me. Now... Clark, Sally, you two get to work on that new script. Understand? Sure thing, Mr. Duke. Fine. There's going to be big changes in this department or my name isn't Duke Arnold Wellington III. Clark, Sally, mark my words.
0: Oh, isn't he swell?
3: Well lucky if it isn't Bev of the ball.
4: Duke, what are you- Flo! I'm sorry, Mrs. Brant. I was so focused on studying for the East Coast Regional Repair Competition, I didn't see Mr. Wellington breeze past me.
3: You'd be better off studying how to get that dress off.
4: Mm. Shut the door, Flo.
3: You just can't keep them on the farm once they've seen the bright city lights. <sighs>
4: You settling in all right? Yes. My last office was slightly
3: larger, but I think this one will suffice.
4: That's just peaches and cream. I was worried your head wouldn't fit in.
3: Speaking of peaches and cream, that head writer of yours, I think Sally was her name.
4: Alice? Yes, Sally. Where did you ever find that vagabond? Vagabond? Alice? Who's Alice? Not a vagabond, I'm sure. (laughs) Well, that's well and good, Bev. But I was talking about Sally. She was a pretty successful copywriter. (laughs) Ads? Yes, ads. Damn it, Duke, I'm all wet now.
3: I tend to have that effect on women.
4: Get out.
3: I'm sorry. Get out?
4: Yes, unless there was something you actually wanted to discuss. Yes, 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 yes.
3: (laughs) How rude of me.
4: This Alice.
3: I'm not so sure we're a good fit. How about being a good sport and finding someone else? No. Come on, Bev.
4: No, we got her for next to nothing, and by some miracle, she can actually write.
3: I haven't seen any evidence of it. (laughs) That script they punched out? How am I supposed to work with that garbage? And Willie, he's going to be a thorn in my side through this whole thing. Yes, I don't see any other way. They all must go, except Clark. Cliff... He likes my stories.
4: Listen, Duke, the staff is locked in. I can't afford to make any more changes. There are good writers in that room. You're just going to have to learn to work with them and play nice.
3: Oh, all right. Was that it?
4: I'm very busy. There was
3: one other thing. My father did say you should all be paying me more. You know, considering I'm famous. (laughs) Excuse you, Bev. And considering I have to whip these amateurs
4: into shape, I'm starting to think this is a pretty reasonable request. It's just not in the budget, Duke. We don't have the money. Daddy won't be pleased to hear that. I can offer you a small pay increase, but that is it. Fantastic. (laughs) I'm going to run out of here
3: before you change your mind.
4: (laughs) Are we all going to get a pay raise? No, but you can have an extra dollar if you make me a drink.
0: Now, I know these rewrites are discouraging. And believe me, if I had it my way, I would wrap my hands around Duke's crooked neck and let Roger dispose of the body.
1: Who is this guy, anyway?
0: He's the son of one of the biggest sponsors of NCB. Consequently, he finds his way into almost every glamorous job in the network. Remember, he is... Always waiting for the next chance to slip you a piece of undercooked seafood. Willie, he seems like a straight shooter to me. Why not give him a chance? Give him a chance. And he's already won. I wouldn't be surprised if that snake was plotting his next bad intention, yet ill-thought-out scheme, just like the seagull-trapping experiment of 39. If this teaches us anything, let it be this. The bird poop washes off, but the shame does not.
1: Gross. But you're right about one thing, Willie. It's time to get cracking on this new script. Any ideas?
0: Maybe there's a bank robbery? I got an idea for a show. There's this girl. We can call her Alice for now. She arrives at a new job where she is out of her element, so she quits and goes to make me and Willie a sandwich. Why don't you
1: take off your scarf? We're inside, and it's August.
0: Well, maybe we better split off for this brainstorming session. Cliff, you can stay here. Alice... Let's go find ourselves some quiet spots. I like my scarf. Sorry about him, Alice. He gets passionate about the job.
1: Oh, I know. I'm just having a tough time staying afloat here. It's not easy, Willie. I know. I'll
0: tell you this, though. The summer of my 16th year, I was fishing out in a rowboat with my brother Jeb up at our cottage... The boat started to fill with water, so I pulled a big old hammer out of my pocket and tried to stop it by nailing my tackle box to where the water was coming out. Needless to say, the boat sank anyways, but when we dragged the boat to shore, I used the hammer to turn the boat into a little dockside hut.
1: So you're saying I need to pull a hammer out of my pocket to make the best of a bad situation? Actually,
0: the point was that fish sandwiches um my... Uh, yeah, I mean hammer.
1: I think I just got the hammer, Willie. I wrote this in my free time while I was at the ad agency. Hmm.
0: Commando Quack? This is an half bad, Alice. Oh, this could work. Better than Dupa Man.
1: Yeah, but Cliff
0: will never go for it. That, Alice, is where the fish sandwich comes in.
2: Is Duke really the only baked beaning or is Alice finally brewing some brilliance with Commando Quack? Find out on the next Writer's at the Edge. This episode of Writers at the Edge was written by Andrew Hofert and directed by Matt Brousseau. Featuring Bob McCarthy as Roger, Christian Isley as Duke, Jason S. as Cliff, Natalie Van Sistine as Bev, Tara Keneally as Alice, Taylor Gerard as Buzz, Tayshan Farr as Flo, Tom Bowman as Willie. Music composed by Rebecca Neistad. Assistant Director Angela Jackson. Production Assistant Natalie Van Sistine. Recording engineer Rebecca Nystedt, and produced by David Pierczynski. Concept for Writers at the Edge by Jocelyn Pierce. This program was produced for the Columbia College Chicago School of Media Arts, Radio Department, Barbara Calabrese Chair, and WCRX-FM, the student-run radio station of Columbia College Chicago.